that is blessed. This is one secret that the Jews have kept over the years. And they walk in its reality. And it is working for them. And it is one hidden secret that the Christians have neglected over the centuries. If you know anything about God, you know that God doesn't change. And if you know anything about God, you know that God is no respecter of persons. He's a respecter of his principles. He's not a respecter of persons. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. I am the Lord and I change not. That's why you sons of Jacob are not consumed. And in the book of Hebrews... The word of God tells us Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God does not change and is a respecter of his principles, not a respecter of persons. What am I saying? The truths that you have been taught from this pulpit, walk in them. Don't just come and listen and off you go after service and forget about everything to show up again next Sunday or to show up on Thursday. Deploy these truths into your life. Deploy these truths into your situation. It brings me joy when I have a situation in my life and I apply the word of God to it and I see the word move that mountain out of my way. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he said. He shall see the mountain move. The prophetic blessing, when it is pronounced, whether by God himself in his word, or pronounced by your parents over you, or pronounced by a spiritual authority in the person of your pastor, has the ability to bring itself to fulfillment by the help of the Holy Spirit, clearing out of its way, Everything that may stand as an obstacle. I want to implore you this morning to be wise. In the affairs of your life, deploy the wisdom of God. Don't go about begging people for help when you find yourself in a difficult situation. Blessed is he that does not put his trust in the arm of the flesh because the arm of the flesh will fail you. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 22. Seize ye from man in whom there is no help. Whose breath is in his nostril? What can it be accounted of? I want to encourage you, don't just gather knowledge, but apply the knowledge that you have. The knowledge that you gather in this house is good, but apply the knowledge. It is good to have knowledge because for the soul to be without knowledge is not good. Proverbs 19 verse 2 tells us for the soul to be without knowledge is not good. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 tells us my people are destroyed. For lack of knowledge. When people don't have knowledge, they are destroyed. They are not destroyed because of the power of the devil. People are destroyed not because the devil is so powerful. But because they lack knowledge. Little wonder Daniel 11.32 tells us that it is the people that have the knowledge of their God. The people that do know their God who shall be strong and do exploits. Little wonder Paul the apostle prayed in Ephesians 1 from verse 17. That the spirit, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The, the king of glory may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him. God wants us to know him. In Colossians 1.10. He 
He says, he prayed for us that we continue to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That we be fruitful in every good work and that we might increase in the knowledge of God. As beautiful as knowledge is, there is something more beautiful. It is called wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. So it is not what you know that changes your life. It is not what you know that changes your situation. It is the application of what you know that changes your situation. It is not just what you know, but what you do with what you know. You agree with me that there are people here this morning who probably know somebody at the state Secretariat. People that might know the governor. People that might even know the president or know somebody in the presidency. But that has not changed your life. That has not changed your circumstance. Because it is not who you know. It is what you do with who you know. So it is what you do with the knowledge that is going to bring impact in your life. In James 1, from verse 22 down to 25, he said, don't be a forgetful hearer of the work. Don't be a man that deceives himself. Who looks at himself in the, in the natural grass, a, a glass and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. He said, this man can't amount to much. But in verse 25, he said, whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, a doer, a doer, a doer of what he hears. It's not just what you hear, but what you do with what you hear. A doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself is a doer. He heard from the Father and he did certain things. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 1, he said, I write unto you this former treatise, O Theophilus, of the things that Jesus began both to do and to teach. He wasn't just a teacher. He was also a doer. If Christ himself was a doer, then you are expected today to be a doer. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? Because according to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, we are supposed to copy our father. We are supposed to be like him. We are supposed to emulate him. We are supposed to mimic him. We are supposed to be a follower of God. God the father himself is still a doer till today. In John 14, 10, Jesus said, for me, at least for the word's sake, he said, for the words that I speak unto you, they are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me, what does he do? He doeth the works. So the Father is a doer. The Son is a doer. The Spirit is a doer. Then who are you supposed to be? Talk to me, church. So don't just come to church and gather knowledge. Don't just fill your sermon notes. It's okay to take notes. I love it when you do that. It shows you are very serious. Don't just come with a magnetic brain and magnetize everything. You will soon forget. Write something down. But beyond what you write down, beyond what you listen to and to hear, do something with your life. That is when your profiting will appear before all men. I said that to encourage you so that we can begin to see changes in our lives. I long to see changes in your situations. I'm believing God to raise at least 100 millionaires from this house. And when I say that, I'm careful to say kingdom millionaires. People that will love the Lord with all their hearts. It's not about the money. We met money here, we're going to leave money here. But people that will make their money work for them even in eternity. People that will lay up treasure in heaven. Where no thief can break into. 
I pray that God will really bless you. I pray that God will really, really empower you to succeed. Empower you to prosper. As many of you as have legitimate work, legitimate businesses that you run, the Lord will bring his increase upon them in the name of Jesus. God will give you testimonies that will sound like exaggeration in the name of Jesus. God will open doors for you in places where you least expect in the name of Jesus. God will give you the gift of men and your men will not be few in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, this morning we press forward from where we stopped last week. The power of the prophetic blessing. Genesis 49. Genesis 48 closed with Jacob the patriarch blessing the sons of Joseph. His grandsons. They had been born in Egypt. Ephraim and Manasseh. Of course, Manasseh and Ephraim. But Jacob changed the order. As Joseph brought his sons, big boys, about 17 years old. But you know, they had been well fed. When you see a 17-year-old that is well fed, you see it on them. These boys were looking fresh. They were smelling wealth. They were smelling the opulence of Egypt. They were well clothed. And they had their gold chain clasped on their neck as they walked down with their father bouncing. One on the right, one on the left. Manasseh and Ephraim. And their, their father, who was delighted in the Lord, brought his sons to his own father to bless them. He brought Manasseh to the right hand of, of Jacob, his own father, and Ephraim to the left hand. So that just like that, he could lay his hands on them and decree the prophetic blessing. But as the boys were standing before their grandfather, the Bible says, Jacob, whose tummy was full of the blessing, now he was the messenger of the prophetic blessing. He was the man that God was going to use to shape the future of Israel. This man in his wisdom, even though his eyes were dim, but they were very clear. He crossed his hands on the boys, putting his right hand on the second son and his left hand on the firstborn decreeing the blessing of the firstborn on the second son and the blessing of the second son on the first son. And he did that prophetically. While he did that, Joseph rushed to his father and tried to remove his hands and said, my father, not so, not so, not so. Manasseh is the firstborn. The father said, I know it, I know it, son. I know it, but he too shall be blessed. I don't like the he too blessing. I like the original, the real McCoy, the one that is meant for me. He too shall be blessed. I don't like that, he too. You will be blessed indeed. This is called the blessing Sunday, so don't waste any blessing coming from here. I said you will be blessed indeed. I don't like the he too blessing. But that day, Jacob carried out an act that was a divine principle. This principle was going to be consummated in Christ on the cross. The principle of the second son. If you look at their genealogy, right from the beginning, there had always been something about the second son. Whether it was Cain and Abel, <laughs> you know, second son. Whether it was even Jacob and Esau. Esau, we're not supposed to be saying Jacob and Esau. We're supposed to be saying Esau and Jacob. But you and I know till today we say Jacob and Esau. As if Jacob were the elder brother. No, he was the younger brother. He was the second son. Don't blame him for receiving that blessing. Esau sold his birthright. Esau came home. He was hungry. And he came home that day from his hunting. And he said to his brother, he said, brother, I, I, I'm hungry. Give me some food. Give me some, some, some mess, mess. 
of pottage. Look at the word mess. Mess. Like in the military, the, the food, the, the pan they used to get their food is called mess pan. Mess. Say, so give me a mess of pottage. And Jacob said, sell me your birthright. You give me the right of the firstborn, I will give you the asaro, the bear that I'm cooking. He said, what is the birthright? Take it! Take it! I'm dying! Give me food! Let me ask you, church. If he didn't eat that day, would he have died? <laughs> that is called the law of instant gratification. Instant gra-gra. Be careful, young people. One of the major challenges we have in our days is instant gratification. When you want to do something, you want to do it now. I have to enjoy my life now. I have to be happy now. I don't care what tomorrow holds. I, I want to have sex and I want to have it now. I can't wait till I get married. I want to make money and I have to be rich now. There's one American movie titled Get Rich or Die Trying. Who told you you would die trying? That's a, a statement from the pit of hell. Who told you that even though your beginning was small, your latter end will not be great? Who told you that your path will not shine more and more according to the word of God? But you see, this mentality of get rich quick, that is a syndrome that has affected many people's lives. I've cut, it has cut short the destinies of many people. Over the ages, it was the era of Esau. So the blessing of the firstborn that was supposed to be due him went to Jacob, the second son. And now Jacob was going to bless Manasseh and Ephraim. Jacob changed the order to Ephraim and Manasseh. He exalted Man Ephraim, the younger, the younger son, the second son, over the first son. Go down the ages. This also was something that was to be done in Christ. Adam was God's first son. He was the first creature that God created. But he messed up. And then God sent us the second Adam, the second son in the person of Jesus. Jesus is not only the second son, he's the last Adam. He's the last Adam. And through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, he became the first begotten of the Father. Can I have an amen to that? The first begotten from the dead. Adam died, and we didn't hear anything about him anymore. But Jesus died and resurrected again, giving us eternal life. It's a divine order. It's a divine to itself is a number of covenant. Genesis 2, 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, two of them, and shall cleave unto his wife, and the two of them, two, shall become one flesh. God called Moses twice. Moses, Moses, take off your shoes because the ground on which you are standing is holy ground. Moses quickly took off his shoes. It was the ground of God. Abraham, Abraham, he called him twice. Stay thy hand. Don't kill that boy. I have provided myself a ram in the thicket. He called him twice. John 3, 3, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot. He may try, but he cannot. See the kingdom of God. No matter what you do, if you like, close your account. Give all your money to church. Give all your money to an orphanage. If you are not born, you are not entering. You are not even seeing the kingdom of God. It's a divine order sealed by the blood of the Lamb. John 12, 24. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls down to the earth and dies. It abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. It's a divine order. You can't change it. You can't change it. The number two. The number two. So, Jacob, the patriarch, 
rearrange this. Put in Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Much later in their lives, as they marched through the wilderness, Ephraim and Manasseh, both of them marched under the banner of Ephraim. They were supposed to march under the banner of Manasseh, the firstborn, but because their grandfather had changed the order, they had the banner of Ephraim. Fast forward now. Immediately after that, Genesis 49, verse 1, the same room. Jacob summoned all his sons, the 12 of them. <laughs> he summoned them to come and hear what would befall them in the last days. He summoned them to say, come! You sons of come and hear what will happen to you in your future. What a day. What a day. They all came in one after the other. From Reuben to Simeon to Levi to Judah to Naphtali. All of them. Twelve of them. Lining up in the room. Genesis 49. Verses 1 and 2. Let's start with it. Verses 1 and 2. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together. That I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. I want to tell you your future. Then Reuben stepped forward. He didn't know what was going to happen that day. Reuben was the firstborn. And he was thinking in his mind, my father today will apportion to me the double blessing, the blessing of the firstborn. The firstborn is at the right hand, the right hand man of the father. Oh yeah, today my father will make me the judge over all the tribes of Israel. <laughs> I'm the firstborn. He squared his shoulder. He moved forward in a stately gait. He moved like a prince. He moved like the son of a powerful man. And he was ready to hear the pronouncement of the prophetic blessing of his father. And true to his, his father started Before your firstborn, nobody calls you daddy. But the moment you have a first child, they're calling you Baba Tireni, Baba Tolu, Baba Nemeka, Baba. Papa Nemeka. They started calling the father of Reuben. They didn't call him Jacob anymore. They said, Reuben's dad, Reuben's dad. He said, you are the beginning of my strength. You are the beginning. Reuben felt good about it. He said, the excellency of dignity. Oh, yes. I could feel the smile beaming from one end of his mouth to the other. He was beaming like a glass house being kissed by the son of Africa. He was glistening. He was glittering. Reuben was feeling cool. The excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Of power. Oh, Reuben felt good about it. And he was listening. Yeah, daddy, pronounce the blessing. Pronounce the blessing. Let me run with it. The next few words that cascaded from the lips of the patriarch of, of Israel were not nice. These words cut his son into shreds. These words cut him to tiny pieces. 
Jacob the patriarch, out of the blessing in his stomach, in his spirit man. Because the, the, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching through all the inward parts of the belly. Proverbs 20, 20 and verse 27. And Jacob said, unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Ah! Unstable as water. Reuben, the firstborn, thou shalt not excel. And nobody said amen in that room. The prophetic blessing turned to the prophetic curse. Unstable as water. Ah, why? Because the Holy Ghost knew that Reuben lacked strength of character. Reuben was given to instant gratification. There was the day he wanted sex and he wanted it badly that day. No other woman appealed to him in the world but one of his father's wives. A man that lacks self-control will eat his future today and in the future we have nothing to eat. Young people, in your money-making years, learn to save. Learn to save for the rainy day. Listen again, young people. In the days of your youth, when your libido is running wild, learn to zip up your trousers. Learn to keep yourself chaste and pure before God. Allow the day of wedding to come before you begin to have sex. Reuben wanted it right now. Unstable as water. He was neither here nor there. One day he was strong, the next day he was weak. One day he was up, the next he was down. Water passes through the channel of least resistance. That's the way water is. When water is coming like this and you block the water, water will not fight you. Water will go and look for another way. The, it always takes the path. It travels through the path of least resistance. That's why if you look at the world map and you look at rivers, what do they look like? They are never straight. You won't see a river in a straight line. To go zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. It will scatter all over the place. Unstable as water. Jacob said, thou shall not excel. Because nobody who is unstable as water excels. Be careful, those of you in church, be careful to have strength of character. Make sure you stand for something. My father in the Lord will say, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Some people, they say, ah, no, that thing is wrong. We will never do it. But then go and give them money. The next day, they will be on TV and say, ah, it is the best thing to do in the world, like Nigerian politicians. One day, one man will come out and say, that party is a terrible party. It's a blood-shedding, blood-letting party. Oh, no, they are terrible. We will not vote for them. They've killed Nigerians. Then they will invite him to Abuja. Push some Ghana must go into his car. The kind of cash he has never seen in his life. And they say, will you join our party? That's just the first installment. And then he will come back the next day on social media. Say, in fact, I never knew that these people are really kind. This is the best party to join in the world. 
They were even making me PRO. And they'll be showing pictures of how he had dinner yesterday in Kano with his dear brother that he once called a jihadist for food only, unstable as water. Jacob said, thou shalt not excel. People like that, their generations don't excel. This pronouncement on Reuben took him off the throne of the firstborn of Israel. He was supposed to be the judge of Israel. The firstborn in any family, even in, in, especially in Yoruba land, I don't know what they call them in Igbo land, but in Yoruba land, the firstborn is called the Oluri Ebi. When the father passes on, the firstborn takes over the father's position. All decisions must stop at this table. The box stops at the firstborn's table. But look at Reuben. He became irrelevant. He wrote himself with the ink of irrelevance. He, he, he walked himself into oblivion. Unstable as water. When the Assyrians came to carry away captive the children of Israel, it was the tribe of Reuben they carried first. They took them as slaves and took them away because of the father's prophetic utterance. What did they do, father? Why would you release such a word over him? The father went further to say, Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defilest thou it. Then the father looked away from him and looked at the other sons. And he informed them, he went up to my couch. Apparently, he didn't know that the father knew. He committed this sin 40 years before this day of proclamation. 40 years. He was sleeping with Bilhah. Bilhah was one of the wives, uh, one of the father's wives, whom Rachel gave to her husband when Rachel was having a problem with conception. And he said, look, take my mistress, take my handmaid, my, my PA, my assistant, my my." My house girl, take her for a wife. Maybe through her, the Lord will help me to conceive. That was Bilhah. And Reuben thought, yeah, my father is old now at the age of 107 because Jacob died at 147. This was the day he died. This was the day he released the blessing. He committed this sin 40 years before. He didn't know that Jacob knew. He went up to his father's couch. You don't go to your father's couch. Young people, learn the culture of honor. Learn the culture of honor. <laughs> the Yorubas, maybe this is one of the reasons I thank God I'm a Yoruba man, because we, we, it is part of our culture. There is a popular Yoruba singing that goes, Kijeti Baba Tomo Komalala. Oko, I will interpret. Oko, lejeti baba tomokoma lala. A farm cannot belong to the father and to his son without a boundary. There is always a boundary. As much as I love my children, there are certain things I will not take from them. 
much as I love them. Hey, don't, don't, no, no, don't, you don't pass your boundary. You are my son, you are not me. You don't replace me while I'm alive. Even in old age when I'm gone, there are certain things that you don't do. It is called honor. This generation lacks honor pretty much. The way some of you talk to your parents, the way you treat them. One of the points the Holy Ghost gave me to share with you this morning is to be careful. Point number one, be careful so that your blessing doesn't turn into the curse. It happened to Reuben. He walked himself into it. Ordinarily, this day was a day of blessing. But for Reuben, when your father says you will not excel, does that sound like a blessing? Talk to me, church. Does that sound like a blessing? The blessing is God's empowerment to make you what? Excel. To make you prosper. To make you excel. But now the father said you will not excel. For you to know how powerful this was. In Deuteronomy 33 and verse 6, when Moses, the man of God, because the prophetic blessing can be decreed over your life by your father, by your parents, or by your pastor. Moses tried to bless them. All the tribes of Israel before he went to heaven. Because Moses also did this shortly before he went to heaven. When he got to the town of Reuben, the firstborn. In verse 6, Moses couldn't say much. All he was doing was just pleading. Lord, let Reuben live and not die. And let not his men be few. You know that kind of blessing? Just let him live. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. You will not merely exist. Do you understand what I said? Some people are alive, but it's not as if they are alive. When they are doing family meetings, they don't call them because they are not relevant. No decision ever waits for them. There are other people in the same family. You can't take a decision until they arrive. They are 45 minutes late. You wait. You'll be listening to music and be eating popcorn till they arrive. Because those are the gladiators of the family. My God. My God. My God. My God. May God make you relevant. I, I don't like that amen. It's just too weak. It's just too... You will not merely exist in the name of Jesus. Joseph from the same father. Joseph became the star boy. He became so relevant. And let, before I go ahead of myself, do you realize that it was the same temptation that was before Reuben, that was also before Joseph? Sexy, no? It's just, till today, it's, it's the same problem till today. This sex charming. It is what is destroying many churches, destroying many families, destroying many businesses. I don't know if it was Bilhar that seduced Reuben. Young men, listen to me. Anybody may seduce you. You don't give in to seduction and say, Lord, you know, it wasn't my fault. I didn't want to. Shut up. Maybe it was Reuben that lost it after the woman. Ah, see her shape. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. On the day of reckoning, it didn't matter anymore. The curse was hauled out on him. This was the judgment seat of Jacob. This is a shadow of what is to come. Second Corinthians 5.10 We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every man 
will take his own portion of what he has done in his body, not in his spirit, in his body. So, hypergrace, this is where they've missed it forever. They say, whatever you do with your body doesn't matter. Your spirit has been saved. Once saved, you are forever saved. Hey, listen, listen. We won't all stand before the great white throne judgment that is meant for sinners. But believers, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone, not just the pastors, everyone may receive the things done in his body. Now me get my body, now me get my body that day. It won't be your body anymore. Everything done in the body, according to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. That's the word of God. That's the New Testament. It's not Pastor Fred. It's the word of God. Reuben fell. He went up to his father's couch. No more woman in the land but your father's wife. Why will you enter the same place your father is entering? It means you want to die through the channel with which you came to the world. It is killing many giants today. Young people, be careful. Some of you have relationships when the church has not even allowed you or permitted you to have one and you're already having sex. Be careful so that what is supposed to be a blessing doesn't turn to a curse. Joseph, on the other hand, in the house of Potiphar, was being tempted by Mrs. Potiphar. She did everything. The Bible says she tempted him every day. Have you been tempted like that? Somebody sending you nude, her nude pictures every day. You wake up nude. You want to go, ah, kilo day, mak bami wumai now. The Bible says Joseph ran. He took off. But later in his life, do you know what Joseph said? Joseph said, go and tell my father that God has made me a father to Pharaoh. Genesis 41 verse 40. Pharaoh lifted Joseph, promoted him, and said, hey, Joseph, you shall be over my house. I am now under you. You shall be over my house. And all my people shall be ruled according to your word. I pray for you, expression house. God will grant you dominion wherever you go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dominion. He was a stranger, yet he was the most powerful man in a strange land. Who, he, who does that? You bring a Lebanese to Nigeria and make him president of Nigeria? Never. It won't happen. It happened in Egypt. When Joseph was supposed to be in the university, he was in prison. His mates that went to university, he employed all of them. They became his employees. Why? God suspended protocol for the man who learned to keep himself for God. He said, woman, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against my God? God said, okay, you honor me, I honor you. My God. Psalm 91 verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. God delivered him and God honored him. Look at what Joseph said. Genesis 45 verse 8. Joseph said, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. Lord of his entire household and ruler of Egypt. How sweet is this? Compared to five minutes of sex. After you have reached your, your climax in sex. That's all. That's all. 
pleasure ends there. Five minutes, you are done. You are a machine. One hour, you are done. You are a super machine. Three hours, you are done. I learned people take drugs these days, shisha, and all manner of drugs, so that they can last longer in bed. Young people, let me tell you what you are doing to yourself. Gradually, gradually, you are writing your letter to kidney failure. Because those drugs will not only affect your liver, they are still going to affect your kidneys. The moment the kidneys pack up, the doctors will tell you, the only thing to do now is dialysis to keep you alive. From dialysis is to have a transplant, which is a 50-50 chance. Dialysis itself is a painful process. It's not easy. They will take out the entire blood in your system, filter it. The one that is good, they send it back. In the process, I know people who are having dialysis, as I'm talking to you right now, right now. Right now. I have two cases on my hands right now. In the process, they will need blood transfusion at least once in two weeks or three weeks. So they will need to buy extra blood. Now, each session, roughly, on the average, maybe 50,000. And you have to do twice a week. That's 100K. Now, if family members gather money, ah, Uncle Kiriko is sick, oh, yeah, let's gather money. They gather 500K. They say, ah, okay, we have gathered money. They send. 500K will be exhausted in 10 sessions. 10 sessions means five weeks. What happens afterwards? If there's no money again to do dialysis, the person will swell up because all the urine and everything, they don't have any exit anymore from the body. The person will swell up, becomes rock solid and die. Because you wanted to please one girl. You wanted orgasm. You wanted that to, to know that you are the superman in the world. Superman, yeah? Look, superman is not in the bedroom. If you bring children to this world and you cannot educate them, you can't pay school fees, you can't take your children on vacation abroad, you can't buy a good car for your family, you are a useless man. They will soon yeah, yeah you. Because the school will send your children packing from school. Say, oh, Superman, Superman, Nimi, super, pay your bills, Superman. You go to Chicken Republic, they will, they will chase you out. They, they, here, we don't sell food based on your sexual prowess. We sell food to people that have money. Many young men today are killing themselves instrumentally because they want to please a girl. And in the end, the girl will leave you. Nobody will marry a man that's on dialysis machine. So that's my fiancée. If she's still saying that, it's because maybe she's getting some money from the dialysis money that people are contributing. And she's saying, Ogbeni, pack up, make I go. Ogbeni, titi, my love. And you can't be going through that and be having sex. So wise up. And ladies... I learned that some ladies also say they, they, can't, they, don't marry, they can't marry good boys. That's, the boy has to be bad. And so some ladies too are taking, you are smoking shisha, you are taking drugs. <laughs> because, you, ah, I will do anything for my man. Omar, by the time you are down health-wise, that guy will move on. Who told you that even now he's not cheating on you? No, no, who, who, who assured you that? Borrow some sense. Borrow some Bible sense. Joseph was a handsome guy. The guy could do well. And he had an opportunity to romance the biggest woman in that community. But he said, Madam, damnation. That's my future. He chased his future. And God honored that to the point that Joseph could beat his chest and say, My brothers, he finally revealed his, his, his identity to them. 
He said, go and bring my dad. Tell him. He has nothing to worry about. His son is the most powerful in the world. I'm the ruler over Egypt. I'm the Lord over the household of Pharaoh. The house of Pharaoh, I'm their Lord. When I show up, they bow. God has made me father unto Pharaoh. May God make you fathers unto Pharaoh here. Can I get a better amen? amen? But it was by choice. Choice is a difference maker among men. We are all faced with the same temptation. Nobody is faced with a special temptation. There is no more special temptation in the world. First Corinthians 10, 13. For there had no temptation taking you, which is not such as is common to man. It's common to man. Pastor, that lecturer is very, he's very handsome. And he's running after me, he's running after me. He's running after, running after me. It's common to man. Pastor, I'm a guy. I don't understand everywhere I go. Women, women, they don't, they don't let me rest. Ah, Pastor, I will, not be too, I will not let them rest, though. It's common to man. Oh, Benny, calm down. You're not the most handsome. You two will go somewhere else and find someone that's more handsome than you. Focus on your future. Face front. Let me tell your neighbor, say face front. I'm preaching that very soon. Because those who face front always reach their destination. And they reach there on time. Joseph said, you sold me, but God sent me ahead of time to preserve posterity for you. Choice. 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 You might be born in the ghetto. It doesn't matter anything. I was born in the, in the trenches. We lived in a house, I lie not, I stand before God, I lie not, a house with pit latrine. I never lived in a house with water, what do you call it now? I never lived in a house with water closet until the year I was going to get married. And that was the year I clocked 30. The first 29 years of my life were lived in, in different houses with different pit latrines. Pit with a cover. You remove the cover like this, the smoke that we ooze. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Oh no, some of you don't know. You've never seen that in your life. May you never see it in Jesus' name. Those who have seen it before, may God promote you in Jesus' name. Do you know what it means to share a toilet with 28 people? What am I saying? Almost 40. Because, I mean, the, 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 each family in my house, no family with two children. Two children again. No. Every father in my house was prolific and productive. Minimum five. Or four. Even my own family, five. Another family, four. Another family, be seven, I'll be eight. I won't come in 13. Go to Mokolais. Come on, I grew up there. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Now, Norma runs. Norma. You run to the toilet to badge. You don't badge the toilet. You badge it to badge you back. Somebody's inside. Say, go, 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 say, Anybody there? I do. Oh, but do quick go. No, 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 just enter. And then you hold yourself. You can't walk well again. You hold yourself. <laughs> it's very funny now. Those were the things we went through. You had an appointment, you better wake up at 4.30 to have your bath. We used to arrange buckets. Every family, we have our own bucket. You arrange bucket in front of the bathroom. Turn by turn, and so like be. So it's the one that gets there first. 
And if you know you can't wait, you wake up before every other person wakes up to have your bath at the corridor. It's an open place, but because it's still 4.30, you can go. The only thing that we hear from their bed is water splashing on the floor. Chaka. And some sons of Belial, they will go to the window and check who is there. <laughs> I went through all of those different stages in my life. I shared it in church one time. One of our brothers is in Germany now. He's pastoring one of our churches. He's my boy. He said, Pastor, that thing that you said, you were talking to me. Because you grew up in that kind of setting. So I said, ah, we went through all of that. Church, that doesn't matter. Do I look like it now? Do I speak like it now? No, no, no. By the grace of God, this small boy has also been to some places. But from the trenches. I'm telling you, I'm saying all of that to say, your background does not matter. It is where you are going. And you there, your choices, the choices you make today will either make you tomorrow or mar you. Reuben chose his father's wife. Joseph chose the fear of God. Look at the difference. All of them now gathered in the house of Joseph. Their father was blessing them in the house of their younger brother. Why not in the house of Reuben? Because his life did not matter again. Even before Joseph, before Jacob pronounced what he said. Why couldn't he rescue his family when they were in famine? Firstborn. Firstborn, if you go ahead, you will not be a figurehead ahead in Jesus' name. You will be the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. In the name of Jesus. Reuben went back gradually. He put his car in reverse. The next two showed up. It was time for Simeon and Levi. They stepped forward. They were shaking. Their father Jacob looked at them. Simeon and Levi are brethren. They are brothers. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Oh my soul, come not thou into their secret. Unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dug down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I would divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Simeon and Levi, two hot, hot heads. Their sister, Dinah, beautiful babe, was in love with a pagan in the name of Shechem. And they could not marry. Because the pagans were uncircumcised. This Shechem guy so loved the girl, he was lovesick. One day, he tricked her to come over to his house and he raped her. She went home crying and bleeding. <laughs> the man that said he loves me, see what he did. Blood all over the place. She was a virgin. Simeon and Levi said, who did this to you? Say Shechem. Shechem? All right. Shechem, Shechem. <laughs> I guess that was where they got the song from. Simeon and Levi said, Shechem. He says, come. You want to marry our sister? I say, yeah. You know, she cannot marry you because you are uncircumcised. We were circumcised. Because that was the token of the covenant that God gave to our forefather, great-grandfather, Abraham. Go and call your father. He called his father. 
Will you circumcise so that you can marry our daughter? Now you've defied her. Say, yes, we'll circumcise. In fact, all my people will circumcise so that we can be marrying your daughters. And you two can marry us. Say, hey, you want to marry us? I will marry you. Say, yes. If you marry me, I will marry you. God, no go vex. So they said, go and circumcise. The head of the Shechem family spoke to everybody. All the male, young and elderly, all of them. They went for circumcision. Pa, pa, pa. They removed the foreskin of their equipment. Foreskin. By day two, going to day three, when the pain was at the peak, when all they could wear was Jalamia. Nope, you can't wear boxer shorts. They are circumcised themselves. They were walking like this. They were in pain. Somebody were crying. <laughs> they were not peleson. <laughs> they could not fight. They could not run. They couldn't do anything. Just, just to, just to sempe somewhere and just calm down. It was time to calm down. Simeon and Levi sharpened their sword. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitation. They went to the camp of the Shechem. House to house. Killing all the men. Nobody could shout. Those who saw them wanted to run. They could not run. Sliced off their head. It was carefully devised. Knowing the time that the pain will be at the peak. You can call my son now and say, now nah, I want to circumcise you. What? Daddy, forget it. Oh, oh no, any of you now, your, your parents can call say, now. Uh, I just got a revelation from the Lord. You, my sons, I want to circumcise you. Daddy, God, Jesus circumcised me. Our circumcision is of the heart. We are not of the circumcision of the flesh. <laughs> That's why they circumcise male children maybe at day two or day three or day four of their birth, before they grow to no pain. When my son was circumcised, we were there in the hospital. We had to carry him carefully. You don't carry him anyhow. You don't hug him anyhow. I carried him carefully for those days. And I was praying, Lord, heal this wound. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. He's 10 now. He's going to be 11. You're not telling your boy, want to circumcise. And circumcision means that we'll take your equipment, the, the skin on top of it, we'll remove it. You say, yeah. Now imagine grown men, grandpa, fathers, big boys, big boys, not any girlfriend though, including Shechem himself, that raped Dinah. Simeon and Levi killed all of them. Not only did they kill them, they took their stuff, took the women, took this, the goods. And their father knew. When their father heard, he said, no, we have to relocate. When they were relocating, the terror of the Lord came upon the cities round about. They would have killed Jacob and all his sons. This was the day of reckoning. They stood before the judgment seat of Jacob. Jacob said, I scatter them in Israel. I scatter you. Ah! These guys are wicked. They, when some people get angry, they can remove the TV from the wall. Pa! His own TV that he bought with his money. That's a demonic anger. Don't marry a man like that. Oh. When there is no TV to break, it will break your head. Oh. You can imagine somebody who bought a motorcycle because he's angry, carries his motorcycle and knocks on the floor. Bah! Motorcycle will not cry. But he's still angry. Then goes inside, brings a match. Shits. People set themselves ablaze. 
themselves. People set their own children ablaze. You are fighting with your husband, then you burn your son. Where did you get that kind of woman from? That's not a woman. That's, that's the generation of Simeon and Levi. Instrument of cruelty is in their habitation. My soul! Don't come to them. What now happened? Over the years, Deuteronomy 33, Moses was now beginning to bless the children of Israel, releasing the prophetic blessing. When he got to Simeon, he escaped Simeon. But in the case of Levi, Levi found mercy. Because in the wilderness, when the children of Israel decided to worship idols, Levi identified with the Lord. Exodus 32 and verse 26. Moses had gone up to the Lord to take the commandment written by the handwriting of God. Before he came back, they said, we don't know what has happened to this Moses. We can't wait anymore. Like today. Pastor is just preaching, preaching, preaching. We have not seen any miracle. We can't wait anymore. Let's go to one prophet somewhere. Let's go to one Baba. Baba will do chap chap. No more in two weeks. You go hammer. So they gathered their earrings and bracelets and bangles. Gave it to Aaron the high priest. Aaron molded it. He molded a calf. And Moses ran down from the mountain. Say, I can hear the noise of dance somewhere. What's going on here? Aaron said, don't be angry, my lord. The people, they say you are tarrying for too long. You don't tear. You tear. You tear on the mountain. You don't tear. You don't take. So they gathered their earrings and bangles and I threw it in the fire. And forthwith came this calf. Mm, 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 so deep. Akika. You threw earring and bracelets and chain and leg chain inside fire. And a calf came out. Moses said, no be your fault. Moses went to the gate of the camp. He said, whoever is on the Lord's side, let him come to me. They were all sold out to idolatry. You know the song they were singing? Behold, the God that brought us out of Egypt. The God that brought us out of it. The God that brought us out of eh? The God that brought us out of Egypt. They were worshipping him. Worshipping a calf. God Almighty brought you out by mighty hand. You say it was the calf that brought you out. The calf of your earrings. The earrings that God allowed the Egyptians to give you because you need to sell them and live well in the place where you're going. Can you see God blesses people with things and it is those things that turn to a curse sometimes. When you didn't have a job, you were always in church. Now you have a job. Bro, why are you not here? Pastor, my work, I'm, I'm very busy. When people don't have a child, they die in church. Oh God, remember me like Anna. Remember me like Elizabeth. Remember me, remember him. God will now give them children. Sister, we have not been seeing you at choir practice. Ah, it's your children. It's your children. The one that annoys me the most when their children are sick. Ah, Pastor, it's your child. That is, no, my child is not sick. Oh. We didn't see you on Wednesday, Thursday Bible study. Ah, Pastor, it's your child that had malaria. No, my child. My, the last time I checked, no malaria in our house. Amen. I've caused malaria. It has traveled. Amen. When Moses made that call, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. Only Levi. The children of Levi marched forward and they joined Moses. And Moses gave them an instruction and they carried it out. That one singular act made God to have mercy on Levi. Levi now became the priest of the Lord. Till today, they are on top. They are the ones mediating between men and God. They are the ones 
occupying the priestly office, the Levites. What about Judah? When Simeon and Levi stepped back and shivering, Judah stepped forward. Judah was shivering. I don't know what my father would say about me. Was it, which one would I mention now? The pagan wife that I married against my father's wishes? Oh, oh, did they, did they, did they I travel out of town to work, to do business? So, Ojuju, Ojuna caught me. So, if they do me one kind, one kind, one kind. And also, uh, Olosho, Olosho is down. Is down by the road. I they go, I'm Judah. Olosho now say, Olosho, you do? Me to a do, Olosho, why they do? I am Judah. One night we are going to minister. Myself, Brahesi, and Antiga. And the people in his drama group. Friday night in Bodija. You know that 419 area? That, uh, that road. We carried our Bibles. We were going for a vigil to go and minister in drama. You know those girls with uh, skirts that, not, that are not very long? They say, psst, psst. We didn't answer them. They say, psst, psst, we didn't answer them. We are going to minister with our Bible. Can't you see our Bible? They were saying, psst, psst. So, Brace and I said, ah, we don't let them fear God. See Bible, see, see our Bible. They said, wait, see Bible. Pastor, know they do, huh? That was what happened to Judah. Judah was on a trip outside town. Men that travel, young men, please, don't use your liberty as an occasion to sin. Galatians 5.13. Judah Entered the babe. And the babe that did like Olosho was his daughter-in-law. His daughter-in-law produced the child for him. So Judah, that day, was saying, hmm, I carry goats, Pokero. Today, my father will finish me. He was standing in trepidation. But hear the words of the patriarch Joseph. To Judah. Judah! He says, my future, my future, my future. Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Lord, have mercy. What did I hear my father say? My brethren shall praise me. Judah means praise. Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. When you hold the neck of your enemy, you have to kill them. Say so you will have dominion over your enemies. I pray for you today. The blessing of Judah. You will have dominion over your enemies. Look, we all have haters. There are people that hate us. We don't know why. They just hate us. But can I tell you what? Your hand will perpetually be in their neck. Thy father's children shall bow down before you. Only one person came to church. He said, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. 
He stooped down. He couched as a lion. As a lion. And as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Who will dare a lion? Even when the lion is sleeping, he's still a lion. It's not a goat when it is sleeping. You don't go and slap a lion. Ask Professor Moreni Kedji in UI. Say, mommy, can I just, when the lion is sleeping in the zoo, can I slap the bum bum of the lion? Yeah. That will be the last slap of that person on this side of eternity. When a lion is sleeping, it is still a lion. Some of you have harassment in your sleep. When you are sleeping, demons come to harass you. From today, that is turned around in the name of Jesus. Do you know that in your territory where you live, witches are not permitted to fly across your house? That's a lion's territory. No goat crosses the lion's territory. Say that's the lion's territory. I will go there. I'm a goat. I will go there. I'm a goat. I don't have a goat. I'm a goat. I will go there. That's the last day it will bear the name goat. Lions don't like to run around. Proverbs 30 verses 29 to 30. There will be three things that go well. Yea, four are comely in going. You know the meaning of go well? They walk stately. They are stately in their stride. That's why I look at some of you. You don't walk like children of God. Female. Some of you may, you drag. You drag your feet. I'm going to say, shio, shio. Oh, boo, shio, shio. No, 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 no. You must be an afidu. Be neat, be clean. You are a child of the most high God. People should enter your room and smell fresh air. Ah. When you enter some people's room. Um, is, is your dustbin around? No, it's not dustbin. The room. The room is dustbin. A lion is stately. It's not about pride. Yeah? That's the way we walk. We bounce. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, we don't drag. Amen. There will be three things that go well. Four are comely in going. Number one, the lion, which is strongest among beasts and turneth not away from any. Have you ever seen a lion running away from anybody? When a lion sees a human being, it will first of all retreat. Because of the glory and the honor that God has crowned a human being with. But that retreat is the only retreat. That lion has gone to recoup and to re-strategize. If you are wise, as the lion has retreated, you to retreat. <laughs> Go on the retreat very quickly. Put your car in reverse gear. Don't do macho. Say, I, 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 I gym past Tosin. Who be Tosin? At me, gym guy. Now, they're bombing for gym now. Me, lion. Me say be lion. You be lion. One man entered the zoo in UI many, many years ago. He wanted to start a church. Wanted to use that to gather crowd. Say, so like, like Daniel in the Bible, I'm the modern day Daniel. Lion will run from me. He enter, I don't know how he entered the zoo in UIO. He entered the zoo, shah. Said to the lion, Elijah Jah. Ah! When lion saw Elijah Jah, lion ran brrr, into the cage. Lion now said, ah, what's wrong with me now? I don't turn away from any. That's not something. I thought I saw something. Because lions are afraid of something. And David, see tomorrow. When they see a something, a David, a Daniel, they run. So you now say, ah, this one looks like Shukura. The lion now came out again. Then the guy said, Elijah, ah! He had not put that cross down. The lion. The lion pounced on him. Elijah, 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 Elijah
the lion tore the guy into pieces. When the lion kills the prey, he doesn't eat the nonsensical part of it. He takes the lion's share and walks away. The lion's share. And guess what? The lion was used for Judah here. He said, my son is a lion's whelp. From the prey, thou art gone up. He couched. He stooped low. Who shall rouse him up? Who would dare him? You are a lion in Christ. Learn to grago rakataya. Gushiga bakata mugade rabatukia manaka. So when you get on the streets, witches and with a clear off your way. Because you're a lion. Goats are never comfortable around lions. You now sleep. You are the one they are feeding food. You are the one they are marrying in the dream. They are the one they are sleeping with. They are raping you in the dream. Raping you in real life. What's wrong with you? When the lion is asleep, has it become a sheep? Talk to me, George. Imagine Paru Moyo. That's the lion in me roaring. From today, you assume your lion nature in the name of Jesus. Look at this. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. That's the staff of office. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Biding his fall unto the vine, and his ass is called unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth white with milk. This is the description of the Lord Jesus in Revelation. His eyes are eyes of fire. Eyes of fire. Eyes of fire. The tormentors of this country will see the fire of the Lord in their camp in the name of Jesus. Amen. Enough is enough with this assault on the church of God. Enough is enough. I made some decrees overnight. Dangerous decrees. Some people went to church last Sunday in Owok to praise God. They sent them to eternity from there. And you think it will be well with them or their generations? The one they have not yet born, we, we, they will eat out of it. Unless they find Christ. They desecrated the whole place, the altar, the, whole, the church of God. The church of God. And nothing. The, the political parties still went on with their primaries. No dignity for human soul in Nigeria. I pray for you, you will never be a victim of Nigeria. Those who have died, that's the end. People die daily now, normal. I will be 42 in August. What we are having, in the carnage we are having in this country now, I've never in my life, I've never had my parents tell me that it ever happened, or nor have I seen it happening. Until now. In this evil regime. I don't care where this video gets to. I don't see. Some say, what if they come for you? They put their gun here, they say they want to kill you. I died before I got here. And I tell you, you, my life is not in your hands, so you can't take it. You can't take what is not in your hands. Some people that should be telling them the truth, they are feasting with them on the same evil table. 
It is not, the church is not ordained by God to be wasted by the children of the bondwoman. We are not to be wasted like chickens. I pray for you again, you will never be victims of Nigeria. Amen. Ordinary childbirth now, that should ordinarily be a thing of joy. People are dying of childbirth like crazy because all the doctors, the capable hands that should help take delivery have run abroad. And you can't blame them. How can doctors be walking 24-7 around? The, I go to A&E in UCH. You will pity doctors. I used to fight UCH a lot. What kind of nonsense? Because, ah, until I was there for some time, I wasn't hospitalized. I just went to greet people and to pray for people. I saw the rush. While they were trying to salvage the lives of some people, not to die. Ambulance will bring 45 people who just survived accident. While they are trying to treat them in the bus, they will bring somebody that had Okada, Okada accident. And everybody wanted attention now. And how many doctors, how many nurses? They are overwhelmed by work. Could you ever believe in your life that this same UCH was the place where the, the sheikh, the oil sheikh of Saudi Arabia used to come with their family for treatment? In the 80s, early 80s, maybe late 70s, UCH was world class. I learned it was built after UCL in London, University College London. Go there now. How many doctors left? How many nurses left? Everybody's hashtag japa. When you can't pay your bills, when the government keeps owing you and they look the other way, and one idiot that does not have primary school, primary six living certificate is made the chairman of a local government and is earning millions. It's only in Nigeria. Somebody had nothing yesterday. And then today they appoint him a chairman. He can't even speak English. Legislators called legislators. I saw one who was trying to move a motion. Ah, I stand before this. Before this esteem, Green Chamber. Some of them, when they speak, I, 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 mark, I mark their English. Zero. Zero. How did they get there? Through thuggery. And so what do you expect of a nation like that? A nation that doesn't care about the youth. What do you expect? A nation consuming its own youth. Why are boys doing yahoo yahoo? I will never support yahoo till Jesus comes. You know that. But why are they doing it? Why are our girls sold out to debauchery and prostitution? Those girls they carry, how much do they give them? 2K, 5K. They will tell you, I, I was ministering to a girl on the bus from Lagos years ago. She was a pastor's daughter, ma. She was a pastor's daughter. Confirmed, Olosho, confirmed. She told me a story. I ministered Christ. That was all I could do. When people clean gutters abroad and they build houses here, you think everybody will not want to run? And this is the sixth largest oil producing country in the world. I pray for you again. You will never be a victim of Nigeria. Yeah. And for those of us who choose to remain here, because it's by choice, may this land yield our increase for us in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And those who go, may you find the favor of God. Because yeah. now it's even tough to tell people not to go. Let me end this message here. Point number one, I've told you, that the Lord gave me the careful, 
conduct yourself with wisdom and walk circumspectly so your blessing doesn't turn into a curse. Number two, never accommodate unconfessed sins in your life. Don't have a sin that is not confessed in your life. Go to God in confession, tell him what you have done and receive forgiveness. And if you need to ask someone else too to forgive you or to join you in prayer, please go ahead and do so. First John 1 John 1.9 tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But can I ask you, church, what if we don't confess our sins? Hypergrace will tell you you don't need to confess it. Just confess the word of God. Confess the Pauline epistle and walk away. Don't do that. Don't have sex with somebody and then get up like a goat and say, I'm cleansed by the Christ, by the, by, by the Christ of Christ, by the blood and the Christ of blood. By, uh, yes, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Nobody can condemn me. I'm now the righteousness. Whoa. The day of reckoning is coming. Oh. Don't have an unconfessed sin in your life. And don't take the grace of God as a license to sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because of your future. Number three, which where I will stop, the last point God gave me, is that God's mercy and grace are two powerful forces that can transform anyone's life if received by faith. Grace and mercy are two powerful forces that can transform anyone's life if received by faith. Ephesians 2, let's go to verses 4, to eight, 4 and 8. Ephesians 2, 4 and 8. This is where we stop for today. Glory be to God. Have you been blessed? Let's read together. But God, stand with me, everybody. Who is rich in mercy? For his great love wherewith he loved us. Next verse. Go to verse 8, yeah? For by grace, let's read it together. One, to go. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. How are you saved? Can I hear you shout it? By grace through faith. If you need healing this morning, if salvation came by grace through faith, how will healing come? If you need provision, financial or material provision, how will it come? By grace through faith. All eyes closed. You're here this morning. And you want to surrender to Jesus. Maybe you've surrendered before. You took it back. Now you want to surrender again. I admonish you. Place your right hand on your chest. Nobody's looking at anybody, please. It's a solemn moment. 11.33 on the 12th of June, 2023.